Welcome, welcome. This is the Vanity, Vanity Ultra, Ultra Podcast. Podcast. I'm your host, host Kenneth, Kenneth Kirk. Kirk. And I'm Elijah Evans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Kenneth Kirk, man. So what's up? What's up? What's up? What's How's it going? Hey, man. It's going pretty good, man. Um, You know, you know, just working, yeah. you know, regular life stuff. I think know. that we should start off this podcast by saying R.I.P. Young Dolph. Oh, for sure. Yo, so we would like to send our condolences to the families. The families of... Of, of the Astro people World. who got injured and who died at uh, Astro World yeah. Fest, man, it was—it's uh, awful, tragedy. I, man. I do, I do want to say though, it's not Travis Scott's fault. Right. It's not his fault. Right. You know, like people are like really angry at him about it, and it's like I understand, but firstly, bro, like as a someone who's been to a small Travis Scott show at the Norva and then I've also been to like the right. big crazy shows at the festivals like right. there's like it'll be one thing if people died at the Norva when he was doing a show that's one thing but like yeah. it's literally a sea of people and you, all you see is a sea of people and then they fade into the horizon and that's all you see so like it's crazy, for people man. to say he should he should have stopped the show like yeah but he probably didn't know what was going on right of and course. also like that job can't fall to him. Like yeah. he can't be in charge of making sure everyone has a good time I mean, it was, and making sure everyone. It safe. was like fifty thousand people there, yeah. bro, and like, it was all a. Pit. You gotta, like, you gotta wonder, like, what the fuck was the was the venue doing? Like, yeah, that's what you yeah. like. You know, it's it's unfortunate and like it sucks, but we we can't we can't be mad at you. We can't be mad at him, but like it's not his fault those people died. Yeah, man, it's just it's it's really sad to see, man. Yeah, it's, it's definitely awful, a tragedy. You know? And just to see the aftermath now, and like him and Drake are like being sued for like two billion dollars, yeah. like two bill. Yeah, that's what I was. You think on they the... got that between the two? I mean, no, because two. You said two bill. They're not billionaires. That's the thing. Yeah. So man. it's like they don't even. It's, it's their net worth isn't even a billion. So yeah, man, it's crazy, it's, man. It's it's it's, it's, it's sad. It's yeah. just tragedy, man. But it's and also then, it's also gonna change like music festivals and, and oh yeah just the preparation yeah stuff like that so i mean i'm sure you know like that silver lining like bright yeah. side at least there will be some kind of reform to because dude like i said i've been in those festivals they're fucking nuts bro yeah they're man, crazy shit. people and, are passing and out i haven't and, and i've been to a travis scott concert but i wasn't in the pit yeah. but i just know like that, it's like once he comes on bro kids start nuts. rushing yeah bro it's, it's crazy it's crazy man um, i avoid the pit i've always avoided the pit at all yeah, costs it's, my, like, it's not fun uh, my pit concert days are over. i just want to like sit with my back to the wall and watch the show right. that's what i want to do um oh yeah and then also man we want to send our condolences to young Dolph's family yeah. as well um he recently passed this Murdered. wednesday yeah, yeah man it's, it's, it's um, that sucks it's tragic man. and it's, it's it's like you can't even go back to your own hood bro yeah and also that too bro, bro but it's just like it just became just like it's becoming just like routine now yeah. bro it's like it's it's sad to see man because yeah. it's like yeah, it's, it's it's just tragic thing to see, man. Some more awful news. That little bitch got fucking off. Who? Kyle Rittenhouse. Oh dude, yeah, he just yeah. Got off. This dude killed two people and fatally injured another one. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. And he man. just got off. He just got off. It's like if we were to even have a gun at, we would be shot in the street. Me and you, Kenny. Exactly, bro. What? Murdered hands in the down, street. Hands down, bro. But they like, it's. It's crazy, man. It's. You, yeah, man. Uh, this we this is America. This is the country we live in. It just proves yeah, that white supremacy is still being sewed into the fabric of American life. 
Yeah, like it's man. just like it's never gonna it's this is like it's never gonna go away until everyone is beige, which it's, is gonna take you know hundreds of years. That's crazy, man. Yeah, it's yeah, awful. Man, it's awful. It's, wow, man. But but on some on some lighter yeah, news. On, yeah, let's <laughs> transition into some lighter stuff, man. Uh, yo, in fashion. Uh, so we got Joe Center is just. Just Sun is just going, just rapid firing. Yo, she's just unloading the clip, bro. Just we rapid got firing. Arcteryx, Joe Sonder. Yo, I know for a fact that jacket, quality wise, is well, yeah, by far top tier. It's Arcteryx is already top tier, right? Of course, in its own industry, and then you bring in like the lug, like one of the most luxurious brands like mm-hmm. Joe Sonder, and you make a collab, just like. Probably gonna be, but insane. that price point—it's gonna be my. insane. It's through the roof, bro. Impo- like, it's gonna be impossible to get, and it's gonna be through the roof. Over a band, over a band for the jacket. I mean, Arcteryx, Arcteryx does go over a thousand dollars. They do yeah. have jacket models that are up there. So, like, that's true. That's not that crazy for their for their you know cus- consumer base, right? But yeah, for, that's for true. niggas like us. Uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. One of these days we'll be joined by Sorry, Jill. Yeah. Sorry, Jill. Sorry. Um oh, but then also uh her re- her uh collection with Uniqlo. Yeah, as that's well a little dropped. bit more affordable. We can talk about that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm definitely gonna grab uh uh actually I've been thinking about getting two pieces from yeah, that they collection. Have this really nice color blocked cashmere sweater. And it's like I know the body is one yeah, color, yeah, yeah. the mm-hmm. trim is one color, and like the sleeve are two different colors. Those are really nice. Yeah. yeah. Like I saw the um she did a the, a cardigan, mm-hmm. like the black cardigan. Mm-hmm. I saw really, I really liked that. And then also the blazer. It was yeah. like, like a wool, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, wool blazer. Um, you know, speaking of that, I've actually been thinking about going to just like a Goodwill and picking up a one of those twill, not twill, uh, tweed, you know, wool blazers and getting really? it tailored. I think that might be a good look. And you get it for mm-hmm. like five bucks, dude. Five bucks. Wow. Yeah, you get a cheap one. A you one. know what's crazy? I I can't remember the last time I've been to it. Me thrift. neither. I can't. Oh. That's not been to a third. Yeah, it's been a, it's at least two years since before COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Yeah. No, it's it's just crazy. Um, How you feel about those ALD? Yeah, that's what I was going to talk about, too. The collection was great. The capsule collection was, I thought it was yeah, the Gore-Tex. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was cool. The sweaters. Right. Was not feeling the shoes, though. Yeah, man. So, uh, Ame Leondor yeah. uh, recently uh, released their New Balance 993. They had their beef and broccoli. The beef and broccolis. The beef and broccolis. And, and the and top. Then, uh, yeah, the top with the blue. Yeah, man. No, I love the, I like the presentation of it. Just the... Using love, like the graffiti. I love like the real night, like the yeah, real hip hop. Like, you know what I mean? I really like, like that. Firstly, I think the nine nine three. I don't. I'm not a big fan of the silhouette as much. Mm. And also, like I wasn't really feeling the colors. Like the beef and broccolis, I think, are the better of the two. Yeah. Oh, most definitely. But I think that the top has more wearability in my mm. for me in my closet. But again, like. I don't. I just wasn't feeling the blacks, the f- the fucking like darkest black soul they had, and the colors like it just right. wasn't. No, the the uh, the beef and broccoli is not too bad. Like at first glance, I was just like, uh, yeah. like I wasn't. But I mean, after a few looks, and then also seeing like people with them on yeah. on feet, they're not too bad. Yeah, like, they're they're fine. But like I just they're one. Yeah, like you'd be able to complement it with like some like brown pieces yeah. and stuff like that. But um, it's not for me. Not for me. Yeah, man. I mean, what else? What's else been going on, man? Yeah, it's been a it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Um, did you watch Dune? Did you see that? No, I need to watch I, it though. My girlfriend, me and my girlfriend, put it on on the couch from morning, mm-hmm. and I fell asleep. <laughs> fell asleep. She said it was good, but yeah. I'm not into like I realize I'm not into science fiction stuff anymore. 
like that the just, Star Wars. Yeah, like, like I, yeah. I'm, I'm good on that. I mean, I'm definitely gonna try and watch it at some point, but yeah, man, it's just. Uh, you have HBO. I don't, yeah. but I'm going to look into getting it. I mean, it's yeah. like, it's another streaming service. It's not expensive. Yeah. It's just like, but they have more stuff that I probably have like would Curb. watch. You ever watch Curb? Curb Your Enthusiasm? Enthusiasm? No, that bro. That's so funny, bro. Yo, that's all I it's hear. It's hilarious. Well, you know, I have been watching Seinfeld on Netflix. Have you ever watched yes, Seinfeld? Yes, I've been watching Seinfeld, Seinfeld too, is bro. hilarious. Bro, and the, bro, the fits in there are fire. Crazy. Okay, and like, just like the humor. And it's like, Larry David is like, how far have you gotten into it? So I'm still in season one. I'm in the later okay. part of season one. So like later in the seasons, the the arc is like they they he starts writing a show mm. about it's like the show is Seinfeld and it's about his like life. But then in the in the show, he also gets a chance to write a show about his life. So mm. the show is about him writing a show, and George Costanza's character is Larry mm. David. Like that's who Larry David is supposed to be. Yeah, it, it you have to watch in order for it to make sense. I know it doesn't make sense, but like right, right. it's it's really funny, dude. You should definitely yeah, keep watching and watch Curb Enthusiasm. Oh, for sure. No, yeah. I'm definitely gonna keep watching. Um, shoot, what else have I watched recently? Uh, oh, that new movie on Netflix, the like black western. The shit is kind of sucks. Like it's kind of whack, but like mm. I like the idea of it. So I like it. I like it from this aspect of it. So most of the times where you see like Western movies, white people, no, well, that, yes, yeah, yes, but when they have like African American actors in there, and especially when it's like a Quentin Tarantino, yeah, it's very like that wasn't a Quentin Tarantino movie. No, I know it wasn't. Oh, okay. I was the same from the just the aspect of like you didn't see hear them saying like nigga all the time, like yeah. nigga this, nigga that, yeah. nigga that. Whereas like a Quentin Tar- like that would be heavily but, implemented. But I mean, you know like. I mean? It's yeah, I know what you're saying, but also you have to. I think that movies like that, especially mm-hmm. that take place in that time period, like it's right. that's you you want the movie to be believable. You know what I mean? Like right, of course. They definitely right, were course. saying nigga. People were saying like you know what I mean? Like back then at that time. Really? You think so? Well, hundred percent, bro. Westerns are like what eighteen? Are like in the eighteen hundreds? Like probably yeah. well, eighteen. Oh, oh, oh. I'm talking about as far as like two, just like black, like. Two of like the black characters just talking amongst themselves, like them oh, two not no. calling. Right, yeah, right. That, yeah, that's what you're saying. That's what you're saying. But yeah, I mean? no, I thought that I thought it was I thought that it was kind of cheesy. I thought that mm, I hated okay. how like it's a western, but the soundtrack is reggae. Oh, okay. Like the soundtrack was like yeah, reggae, I and I was mm. like, that doesn't match. Yeah, I think that the story was good. I love anything Idris Elba does. I think he's great. Yeah, great um, actor. Great actor. His character actor. was cool. Um, what's the dude named Jonathan Marsh? Ma- and something Jonathan Majors is that his name? Yeah, the dude. Yeah, he the bank did yeah, a good yeah, job. Yeah. Um, Zazzy, Zazzy, Zazzy Beats, right? Yeah, she was cool. Yeah, like Keith Stanford, I love. I mean, the cast yeah. was great. Yeah, great the cast. cast was great. Um, I, great storyline. Regina yeah. King, that's yeah. Regina King, her accent was kind of annoying through the whole. Bro, movie. my mom said the same thing. She was yeah. like, "Yo, why the yeah. hell was she trying so hard?" Yeah, her right? accent was awful. Yeah, that but, shit was terrible. And if you know, it's produced by fucking Jay Z. No wonder why. It's, yeah, it's and, and then they had a track on the soundtrack with him and Kincaidy too. Yeah, um, but yeah, <laughs> don't want to hear that. I wish, I wish Jay Z would like. I love Jay Z. We love uh, Jay Z. We love Jay Z albums. But I wish he would stop rapping. Like, give it up, bro. Damn, stop. Nah, Your bro, bars yeah. are whack. Jay Z, keep rapping, bro. Keep do not please bro. stop rapping. Um, yo, you know, you know who keeps rapping? Uh, your boy Kanye West dropped the deluxe version of Donda. I didn't even listen to it. I didn't even know he really? did that. I didn't even know he did that. Damn, yeah. He uh he put out a track with Andre three thousand. Oh, okay, I'll give that uh, one. Some. Three stacks, life of the party. Um, really good track. By far to me, best track 
hands down on yeah. is just album period and then maybe song of the year well tr- okay, hip-hop slow like, the fuck down. hip-hop song of the year bro slow the like fuck if down. it was nominated hip-hop for a grammy song of the year bro it feels nominated hip-hop for a gram- song for the hip-hop song oh of the year. let me let me let me do you know do you know what happened you know, all the albums that came out this year bro bro on, but bro. life of the party bro bro when you'll hear it. Okay, when you hear it fine. you'll be like damn fine. like but you know i think last night earl sweatshirt dropped something you listen to that song no that shit it's just slaps Left the crib, smack no sheath on the sword. Damn, fire, bro. He's and I, so. Good. And I know um, a friend of the pod, uh, Mr. David Smith. I know he's very tapped into like yeah. Earl Sweatshirt and everything. Yeah, yeah. So I know he's probably listened to it. But nah, Earl, he's he's like he just got bars. He's like he's honestly, yeah. He honestly, he's the best rapper. Honestly, he's the best. Best rapper, what? Best rapper right now. He's best. Better. Ooh, I would even okay, okay. Like it's like between between him and Kendrick, bars wise. Mm, like bars wise, okay. He's he's yeah. Because whenever he's on an Alchemist beat, oh my crazy, god, crazy, and just like like listen to that song when you get in the car, bro. And then it's just yeah. like bars straight for two minutes. I'm gonna tap in. I'm gonna tap in. And man. but then also, you ever heard of Navy Blue? Oh, bro. You know, fire. You know he's a professional skateboarder. Yes, yeah, because he was uh, he'd be he a lot for, of uh, Supreme. Yeah, uh, he fits for Supreme, fucking awesome. Yeah, Converse. Bro. Yeah, like I think it's so sick. Like even not Kel, like he rap makes albums too. Like yeah, I think yeah. it's so sick how you you're like a professional skateboarder and that's how you make money and then you've transformed your career and now it's like like Navy Blue and Sage the Skater are two totally different entities. Bro, it's like skater, model, and then now yeah, rapper. Bro. And bro. his whole family, bro. You know his sisters are like. Models and they're popping. I think I did see yeah. that on his page. Yeah, Sick, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's so, shout out, shout out to all those dudes, man. We gotta, yes, gotta step our shit up. Yeah, it's crazy. Speaking of man. step your shit up, we got um, a guest coming up. Yeah, man, we got a special guest for you guys today, man. Um, I'm not gonna say who the guest is yet, but stay tuned. In a few seconds, you'll know exactly who our guest is. Um, yeah, man. So let's get it. I'm your host, Kenneth Kirk. And I am Elijah Evans. Yo, and this is episode seven of season two, episode 17. And yo, man, we got a special guest for today, man. Uh, yo, a real, a real good one, man. Long awaited, long awaited for sure. Uh, you know, this guy, man, I've known him for, I want to say, or been following him for, I want to say a year now, I believe. Uh, and just been caught up with his brand and Yo, his attention to detail, attention to presentation, his uh, execution, um, it's effortless, man. It's effortless. And, uh, you know, I'm really happy to see him progressing into des- the as a designer as far as just the overall person as well. Um, yo, so with that being said, uh, I'm going to let my guest introduce, introduce himself. himself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yo, what's up, y'all? It's uh, Frederick Scott, uh, owner and founder of Frederick Scott. Uh, the brand. Yo, man. Yo, it's a pleasure to have you on, man. Thank pleasure, you so much. Pleasure. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Got a lot of questions for you. 
No, I'm happy to be here, yo. I listen to the um, I've been listening to your podcast for like a while now. So oh, thank you. What was your favorite episode? Honestly, it probably was Saeed's just because yeah. I know Saeed. Yeah, so, yeah, mm, yeah. he was awesome. He was a great guest. Cool. Yo, because I remember yeah. you DM me too, and you was like, uh, I think it was like. Uh, just a random day and you were just like yo i'm listening to the rain spain episode right yeah, now sick. And i was just like oh shit yeah. i was like that's fire well we appreciate it no nah, nah, for sure i definitely listen to them uh, on my way to and from work so you yeah. know it's definitely some good yeah some good that's that's sure. that's the perfect yeah. podcast time is on the in the car sitting in traffic facts just like damn i gotta go to work yeah facts. that's that's when i listen to i don't listen to our own podcast so that's kind of weird but yo um, so i yo, know your new podcast nah nope not at all. I listen to it like when I'm editing it, and then like after that, I don't go back and listen to it at all. Yeah, really. Yeah, we really don't. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, with Eli, he'll listen to it. Of course, he's because he's editing and everything. But yeah, for the most part, yeah, we don't listen to it after. I we can't put it stand out. the the sound the sound of my own voice. Can't stand <laughs> listening to myself. Hey man, it's not too bad. So, Mr. Uh, Frederick hey. Scott. So, since you're a new guest to the podcast, we kind of like. Wanna, I just want to go over as far as like some questions, you know, a few things. Um, how we like to start off is we like to just start off with some soft questions like, uh, yo, tell us where you're from, man. Uh, so I'm from Philadelphia. Been here all 26 years of my life. Uh, mm. West Philly to be exact. So yeah, Philadelphia. West Philadelphia, born, born and raised. raised. <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably so tired of hearing that too. Thanks. Heck no. Nah. Nah, even in the, uh, my dad went to school with Will Smith, so like, yeah. Oh, tight. Uh, really? Yeah, Overbrook High School. Oh, that's so, fire. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's sure. fire. My man Will Smith not doing too good right now in the media. He, hey, he looking, he looking. Yeah, my yeah. My man looking uh, bad out here right he, now. He's he's down bad, but it's um. Yeah, he's not repping. Uh, he's not repping for the Bulls right right now. All right, man. So, yo, uh, growing up in what was it like growing up in West Philadelphia, man? I mean, Philadelphia for me, um, just because my parents were doing well, mm -hmm. were, was a kind of decent. Uh, I went to charter schools, private schools, and never really touched the public school until high school. Um, so Philadelphia for me was kind of cool. Um, but seeing as though, I mean, it was cool in some senses, but you also got like a little bit of reality as well. Um, on a nice block, two blocks away, it was, a, you know, shootings and everything. So, I mean, I got a good mix of both. Um, I went to church with a lot of people that were... Um, in different parts of the city so just being yeah. around and in philly you got i got to see a lot of different perspectives so right. i definitely definitely appreciate that philadelphia for me was honestly i love it so i mean honestly it was just regular for me no Damn. so like well we'll talk about it more you and so like you linking with Sai because you guys are both from from philly right Sai's from philly right that's where yes yeah, so yes yeah, yeah. so yeah, so yeah that's tight. That's fire, crazy. fire. Yeah, so is, you got two. Anybody else from Philly? I feel like we had somebody else from Philly. Uh, no. Nah. Nah, I think those they're the only two great Mr. Philly, Philly legends. Said, yeah, okay. There's okay. only two great <laughs> Philly legends we've had so far. Uh, Yo, so, I mean, what was, what were your, like, your, I don't know, what were your interests? What were your, like, just, like, interests growing up? Were you into fashion early on? Like, were you into sports? Like, tell us a little bit about that. I think my interest early on, just like any other kid, was on um, sports, um, getting dressed. I wouldn't say it was fashion from like a designing standpoint, but just getting dressed and having fly clothes. Technology, um, you know, we're probably like the first like generation to have like technology at our disposal. So right. just like 
mm. tech and all that stuff was very interesting to me. And then, you know, I think for anyone like girls, you know, that was yeah, yeah, of course. You all got four to, of those got things to. were kind of yeah, yeah, all four of those things. I mean, honestly, you know, kind of crafted you know my initial interest um in some way, shape, or form into like what I'm doing right now. Nice. Um, I think it was one point when I was younger, like um, I realized maybe in eighth grade that I wasn't going to get above a five eight, and I wanted <laughs> to be a professional basketball player before that. Mm-hmm. So you know, I I realized I had to pivot some of my interests into something that was like more attainable. Hey, I'm, right there, uh, Yo, I'm right there no, with you. I'm right there with you, bro. Kenny, no, you're not. No, Kenny. Nah, nah, bro. I, like you, had to deal with the crushing blow and learning that I, like, just knowing that I would never be taller than five <laughs> Bro. And then I'm we not- got this tall fucking string bean over here talking about, <laughs> you're like six foot, bro. You're okay, like the perfect Okay, height. okay, let me explain. So I'm, I'm six foot, right? I'm six foot. But Frederick, you don't know this, but I used to be bigger when I was younger. Like I used to be like over 200 pounds big. Sport. Yeah, man. So like, but I was still hooping. Like I was that big dude who was still able, I was like on some big baby type stuff, Glenn <laughs> yeah, Davis. Yeah. So I was still able to give you, you know, <laughs> yeah. crossover a little here and there, but yeah, I'm, yeah, my hoop dreams came to a close in my I'm glad that, uh, sophomore year of high school. I'm glad then. that we finally have a guest that I can relate with on height. Because, like, buying pants, for instance, it's super hard because pants are too long Ooh, half the time. Bro. The yeah. hardest thing in the world, yeah. Dang. That's like the every, everywhere just do, does a 32 inseam. That's just what it is. I need a 30, maybe 31 and a half. Like, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's... Um... Damn, I'm sorry for you, it's, man. I mean, you gotta <laughs> live and let live, you know what I'm saying? Move on. Hey man, but uh, but yo, so like transitioning, when did you necessarily get into fashion per se, as far as a design standpoint, as far as a design or just having the interest to want to get into cut and sewn or designing your own stuff? Mm-hmm. I gotta really think about this one. So when I was in middle school, so um, just for some background information, my dad is a pastor, right? So um. Mm-hmm. When I was in middle school, my dad wanted to start a clothing line called Messiah Wear. And uh, my initial interest in clothes started from that. You know, like when you're younger, you kind of want to be like your parents and do what they do. So uh, in middle school, once he started his clothing line, you know, I'm like, maybe I can do that too. So just from like an early standpoint, that's when like the initial thought of having a clothing line came to mind. Mm-hmm. But I guess like um, it really, really kind of started like it really started getting some legs in high school. Um, in high school, I started hanging out with a few people that were like rapping, um, doing photography and uh, other creative things at the time. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't want to be somebody that was like sitting around while everybody else was like, you know, doing something. So I was like, all right, maybe I can like try my hand and make them close. So that's where I started my first brand at 15 called Honor Society. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Good, great name. That was a great name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was, uh, it did. It did okay. Um, looking back on it, I definitely cringe at a few of the designs, but I think for the time, it was definitely like a good joint. My first, my first, first real piece was cut and sew. So like from oh, wow. the very beginning, like cut and sew was definitely like, you know, something that I wanted to tap into because I couldn't graphic design and all that stuff. It really didn't. Yeah, it wasn't a layup. Uh, it no, wasn't yeah. a layup drill for me. I agree. I think that you know, I would love to start a clothing brand, but you know, I don't have the capital. I also like can't. I'm not a graphic yeah, designer. I'm just not. It. I'm just not a graphic designer. I'm like mm-hmm. I just, I have no interest in making graphics. I yeah. want to make cut and sew. You know, yo, graphics are kind of hard. 
Graphics are kind of hard too, because I remember uh, super hard, yo, to make something good like graphically. Yeah, yeah. a challenge, especially especially something people want to wear. So it's just like I knew I couldn't. All the I didn't I know I didn't want to wear a shirt that said Honor Society on it. It just felt kind of weird to me. So I was like, maybe I should you know do some cutting. So so that's what I did. Right. And, um, it worked but, out pretty well but, at first. But that's what I like about your brand too, the fact that you have you focus heavily on design elements design versus, elements yeah. yeah and then also just like the cut of like everything especially like with the beanies and just how they're constructed and also now that you do uh well especially the uh the rugby the rugby you did oh, yeah you have one of them right yeah 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 and just the uh the little subtle detail of the uh the logo on like the wrist i thought it was like a really nice touch and like how it was in like um what's that, that word uh embroidered embroidered yes thank you you're welcome man i wouldn't yeah <laughs> <laughs> embroidered yes man um but no i definitely had a keen detail to cut and so like uh since i was younger because um one of my favorite brands when i was younger was a uh, rock flaring and abercrombie and you know that's super 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 right. super cut and so type shit so you know, that started from an early age. I tried like 10 deep, the hundreds, all oh, that yeah. stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't, I didn't really fuck with like the big logos being on me. That's the um, thing. That's like the, that's another, another thing about graphic tees is like graphic tees, you buy it, you're into it for a couple months. And then it's like, I don't want to wear this graphic tee no more. But if you buy like yeah, a yeah, yeah, like, sewn piece and it wears and you can wear it for years and years and years. Hey, man, that's a fact. You did the right thing. That's a good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're on the same page there. Same yeah. page. And especially the fact that we're getting older too. Like we're just getting yeah. older and like we just wanna we don't wanna wear stuff that's too loud. We just wanna wear stuff that's subtle and can like blend in and just we can wear over time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah you know, when you wash graphic t shirts too, they uh, cracking. They start fading and cracking and all yeah. that. So I was like, nah, I can't I can't do that. Yeah, man. Uh so what when and what gave you like the idea or the initial initial feeling to want to start your own brand? Um so when I was in high school, I want to say I saw the Pharrell front end video mm-hmm. and like he was in a video with like Lauren London and stuff. My favorite music. And then if you peep, yeah, if you peep in that video, you just see like all the BBC and like the beat and all that shit. And I'm yes, like, sir. this thing looking kind of fire. I think I can yeah. do this too. Like I just and, want my, and Pharrell, I want and Pharrell is where we're from too. Like where we're at, like we're oh, from Virginia, Virginia Beach. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, I seen that video and I'm just like, damn that would be kind of tough for like something i made to be like seen in this kind of light so i was like all right yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try my hand at this and like the first thing i put out it didn't sell well at all like the first the only person that purchased the t-shirt from me was saeed nobody else uh purchased like anything from me at first so shout out to vanity ultra alumni saeed ferguson shout out to (laughs) (laughs) keeping the dream alive super good bull super good bull yo so like when it comes to now that you have your brand started and now that you've put out a few pieces or what's your like what's your inspiration when it when it comes to creating the pieces you release whether it be the like the rugby you put out or whether it be the beanies um what's what's the inspiration that goes into that creating those pieces i should say honestly most of the stuff i create right now just comes out of like necessity so like mm-hmm. things that i want and then from there, I kind of try to like cater it somewhat to a consumer. So, with the rugby's growing up, like I said, I used to like polo a lot. And like the one piece that I used to get from polo all the time was a rugby. Um, 
So, you know, when I introduced my brand, I wanted to take inspiration from like my childhood a little bit. Mm-hmm. So the first piece I could think of was a rugby. And uh, for the past couple years, even with the beanies, I mean, a beanie has just been on my head like nonstop. So uh, I had to have a beanie as well. So most of the things I create right now are just out of necessity. And then mm-hmm. once I like get it and fill it, I'll try to cater it more so to the consumer. But every inspiration for anything I do is just like me first. And then I'll like kind of try to do it outwardly a little bit. I think that's that's the difference between good brands and bad brands is doing it out of necessity for yourself and then mm. being like, okay, well, what else can I do to make other people want this other besides me? And that's that's how you can tell bullshit from, from good shit. Oh, facts. That's how you can tell. Yeah, I kind of... It's kind of crazy, too, because some people do, like, brands out of necessity, but then they're not honest with themselves in the sense mm-hmm. of, like, they'll put some shit out, and then they know they love it, but they can't honestly critique their work to the point of, like, trying to actually sell it to people, you know what I mean? Right. And I think with myself, like, you know, having failed with my brand, my first brand, I'm kind of honest to the point where I know Yeah. it's, like, even if I like it, it's bullshit, um, mm-hmm. whereas a lot of other people, I don't think they... They are think about that. Yeah, I think that people don't have humility, and so they think that mm. they're God's gift to the world, and everything they do is just <laughs> golden. Yes, yeah, you uh, got to be able to know. Like, I like this a lot, but is this is this really gonna is this really gonna fly? You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Dang. So since starting Frederick Scott, uh, what's been your favorite piece thus far that you've released? Damn, that's a good question. Honestly, I would say the pant just because it took um, mm. it took a lot of time to make it and just like in the cut that I wanted it to. Mm. Uh, even like with my first brand and even up until this year, I never really touched the pant just because mm. of like uh, he was saying, like pants for myself are just like some of the hardest things to buy. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to make a pant and, you know, not make it and craft it perf- perfectly. But with this one, I'm wearing it right now. Like this pant is just like a one. So yeah, I would say the pant for sure is probably. It looks like sure it's probably my favorite thing. I love a good pant that looks formal enough that you can wear to dinner, but that drawstring is everything. Drawstrings yeah, on that. nice pants on are everything. Mm. Yeah, are everything. I appreciate that for sure. Yeah, but yeah, the pant would probably be my favorite, and then it would probably be the rugby. Not a lot of people like the rugby though, but. The rugby was probably my favorite, like my second favorite thing for sure. I like the rugby mm. because the rugby was—it's an interesting color combination. It's you know, yeah, it's it's like only only season season fitment fitsmen can really <laughs> get that off. Like, no, uh, facts. Yeah, nah, yeah, nah, yeah, definitely. Was, yeah, it was crazy. I was trying to market that product on a uh, on Reddit, like when I first uh, dropped Damn. last year. You were really in the trenches. Yeah, yeah, I was getting roasted in the comments on Reddit. They were like, Blue's Clues, fake ass Kanye. Damn. Damn. Like, yo, Reddit, yo, Reddit is, <laughs> yo, is cutthroat on Reddit. Damn. It's cutthroat on Reddit. Yeah, that shit's super, crazy. Super cutthroat on Reddit. But yeah, wow. um, I would say the parent. Yeah. So um, I think we would be remiss to not talk about your time in Japan. Um, mm, yes. How, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, you look, you had a really good time. So how did that affect, how did going there, and I'm sure it's like a culture shock, you know, how did that, how did going there translate into Frederick Scott today? 
Um, I think going before I went to Japan, I was kind of lost a little bit, to be honest. You know, I just graduated college. And I think, you know, before you go into the college, you have this idea of what you think your life is going to be. Uh, then you graduate and you're like, yo, like, what the fuck am I doing a little bit? It's just Amen, everything brother. I thought. Yeah, everything I thought was going to happen post-graduation isn't here. You know, when I was 18, I thought at like 24, 23, I'd have like mad money, a crazy car, <laughs> yeah. you know, all this shit. And it just, you know, I was living in my parents' crib, you know, mm. still am, but like, you know, everything that I was doing didn't really seem like enough at that point. Um, I was working at a nonprofit at the time and uh, even just working there every day. Wow. Like it was very like essential for my growth. It just wasn't where I wanted to be at the time. So I just felt real stuck and like lost. Uh, I went to Japan with a few homies just on a whim. Uh, we just had, we made a group chat and we were just like, yo, do y'all have like 1500 saved up? Like, let's get a ticket. So we just went to Japan for two weeks. And like, honestly, like you said, it was a culture shock for one, but then it made me realize like how big the world is mm. to the point of like, you know, I can put something out and I can definitely get at least like a thousand people to fuck with it yeah and you know J japan i don't know if either you've been to japan i have not but no, i have not yeah J japan is like everything and more you see about it on tv and like this the lights the people you know um the clothing the food the food yeah the food is amazing too but it's just I don't know. It just opened up. It just opened up my eyes to how big the world is and how much of a stamp I can make on the world. And when I came back, I kind of felt like the sense of purpose because it was just like, I don't have to like my life isn't just as big as like what I do or just isn't big as like Philadelphia. I can like you know maybe make some impact on like a broader scale. But yeah, Japan just like you know just opened my eyes up to how much I don't know possibility I would say is out there. Um, and just yeah. from like, yeah. and just from like a, I'm sorry to cut you off, but just from like a fashion standpoint, like it's a whole different world Yo. over there. Yeah. It's like yeah. they have they have everything that we have, but it's like the Japanese version. Like for instance, like there's this brand called J Press. Like I was telling you about J Press. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a Japanese store, and it's like the tailoring is crazy, mm. and it's just so different. But like, yeah, Japan is Japan is sick. Japan, man. Yeah, from a fashion standpoint, like, you know, growing up seeing Bape and, like, BBC, like, when you actually get out there and you see that, like, Bape is on probably, like, there's, like, five Bapes in, like, Tokyo. When you mm -hmm. see, like, Capital, you can actually fill the garments in, like, the Capital stores. When you can um go to the Undefeated store, when you can go to Undercover, and you just, like, see all the stuff firsthand and how they treat it. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, it's crazy. Their attention to detail and everything. Nice. over there whether yeah. it's re retail um food like you know even their public services their attention to detail in japan is crazy and uh you know japan like most of the stuff over there for the most part is new mm. um just because um after the bombing i think yeah after the bombing they had to rebuild the infrastructure so like everything over there is like next level for sure so yeah, Japan is definitely, I think Japan was definitely like a crucial part of my growth.
Yeah. Did you sure. see? Did you were you able to go see the big ass Gundam that moves up there? Were you able to go see that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, sick. I seen that. It's so sick. Yeah, you got to get to Japan if you can, like once in your life at least, because like I think it'll change your mind about it. It will definitely open your mind up to right. like a lot of shit you might not think about right now. It's definitely, definitely on the docket. Don't worry. When yeah. the podcast blows up, yeah. me and my man's we gonna be we yeah. gonna be in Japan. Yeah, when yes. that when the first Frederick yeah. uh, Scott retail store opens overseas in japan we're gonna be at the like yeah right. we're gonna be at the let open- me get a run <laughs> we're gonna be at the open night party getting lit <laughs> getting lit yeah it was, it was also real cheap to get over there too um for two weeks it was kind of it was way more it was way cheaper than you think it would be yeah that's what i've learned about traveling in general like it sucks because you got to pay like 1500 up front but once you pay that 1500 like Bring like an extra, maybe like an extra stack. Yeah, you'll be yeah. straight. It'll and be if you're going with homies, y'all could split like an Airbnb. Exactly. Yeah. Just getting out. Yeah. I mean, I think the one place that people fuck up when they travel is that they try to live a life that they don't live here. Yeah. So like when you travel, mm. like make sure you kind of like live stay within your means a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. yeah like yeah. if you don't got it, you don't got it. Like don't try to sit yeah. there and buy a Porsche for a whole two weeks and drive around Japan. Exactly. Fucking drift in the streets. You can still stuff, go to McDonald's like, in Japan. They got some crazy shit on that menu. You can still go and have yeah, a whole five star joint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can be chilling, but like it's like you know people travel and then they come back home like and then be fucked up. So mm-hmm. I mean, like you travel, stay within your means. Like Japan or anywhere could be cool. I only spent like twenty. 500 for the yeah. whole entire trip for two weeks so i mean that was pretty cool yeah, yeah two weeks 25 minutes and i right. bought stuff had good food went to like went out like almost every night so it was cool hey man shit we gotta go man how was the how was those clubs in japan <laughs> five in the morning bro like <laughs> from like <laughs> yeah. like just like you, just like you just crazy. mentioned traveling within your means i also can't be up that late i just can't do it so i'm gonna have to be in bed by 11 o'clock even if not the thing about the thing about japan though like the um the trains well tokyo at least the trains they start running at like one so Mm. and they don't start back up until Uh, like five so like yeah i'll pass one it's time like you gotta thug it out you gotta thug it out a little bit and just stay out unless you want to pay a crazy uber price so um when it comes to your brand man like what has been some ways you've connected your brand to just your community in west philly um honestly i would just say growing up like a lot of people like i'm a familiar face so for one just staying true to who i am um mm. and just representing who i am in clothes is one thing and two also just making sure i'm always telling the story with some pieces that i put out um mm. i don't know if i mentioned it but i work at a at most, you know, the, at most the retailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to talk about that, too. Um, Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, I work at Atmos, and, like, one of the big things I realized is, like, to sell a product in any way, shape, or form, you got to tell a story. So, uh, mm. with my brand right now, I make sure that any, anything I do, I tell a story. Um, And then, you know, making sure that, like, the vernacular and the language that I use is, like, kind of the people in my community a little bit. Mm-hmm, so, it right. comes off as, like, organic. So honestly, like the answer to the question is just organicness, right, just being me. Right. And actually, I'm pushing a product. And actually, you know, you know, um, you know, you were talking about how your your father is a pastor uh, for a living. So I want to know, like, you obviously grew up in a very religious household. You know, you guys grew up in a, yeah, you're like you're about. I to mean, like my dad is like my dad's a pastor, but he's not like you know like yeah that type yeah. of like he you know uh, we definitely like. 
I had a regular upbringing with like God was in the house, but it wasn't as like you couldn't call me like a preacher's child. Right. I was just Fred, and that's like Mr. Fred right there as a pastor type shit. Right. You know, my my grandmother is a pastor, and it's the same way. Like she's just she's like that's what she does, but she's not about to come home and. You know, we're not about to be on our knees, you know, kneeling on, <laughs> kneeling on corn kernels, you know, praying, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think if you, oh, if those that grow up in that lifestyle a little bit, you know, that's those are the ones that kind of rebel a little bit. So mm-hmm. I think my dad not forcing things on us, you know, kind of was a good thing, honestly, right. for yeah. my siblings and I. Wow, that's, wow, that's good. Um, what was the other question? Oh, yeah, Atmos. Yeah, talk about that. Um. Cause I remember when you posted that and I was like, wow, that's huge, man. Like, what was like, was that like, just like your own booth or just your own, just like display like in Atmos? Yeah. So for, uh, in the Philadelphia store at Atmos, I had my own display. Like they made a booth for like a good, it was up there for like two months. Wow. And that was pretty crazy. Um, they wanted to do this thing where they were uplifting like the employees they had at the, um, at the office. So the first person they thought of was me. And, you know, they did a whole activation for me, which, you know, I think was definitely a turning point for the brand because most of the good brands or most of the big brands or brands that have like somewhat clout mm-hmm. in the city, they all done a pop up at Atmos. So it's just like, you know, that was definitely something that validated me for sure. And, uh, you know, from there, you know, being in a global pandemic, I think one of the biggest things about selling clothes that you need is like physical touch points, especially mm-hmm. with my pieces mm-hmm. and uh, just selling my stuff on e-commerce, you know. You were kind of taking like a leap of faith because you didn't know how the rugby felt. But I think what the Atmos pop-up allowed me to do was have like, give people a chance to actually feel the product and like, oh shit, like this is some good shit. Right, so right. people actually felt it. And you know, I sold out most of the stuff at Atmos. Yeah, congratulations. So, thank you, thank you. So yeah, that physical touch point was definitely, definitely, definitely um, crucial for wow. me. It was a good, a good job. Now you just release your first drop of your fall winter 21 yeah. collection yeah the first one came uh, out uh, earlier this week so talk about just the process of because that visual you did was so far so far yeah and, i appreciate that yeah yeah man of course and then the, the the product shots you did as well to unveil the, oh my gosh it was yeah i appreciate that Seriously. just chef's kiss Mwah. Just <laughs> effortless man just effortless so talk about a little bit the preparation of the video and then also the release of the collection as well or the drop one the first drop um you want to go back as far as like the samples or you just want to go from like the, go uh, the whipping up we want the inside scoop so yeah <laughs> sample we want the vanity ultra exclusive <laughs> all right that so i, I want to say yo up until what month are we in right now in november so maybe november. up until I want to say like July, I didn't have an idea of what I was going to put out for fall. So I was kind of like scrambling a little bit, but I know I had to do something. And I was sitting in my room just looking at like the shit that I was actually wearing at the time or that I was wearing for the last year. And I came across this like over this over shirt that I got from Zara. Zara got some shit too, but like I came across this uh, over shirt that I got from Zara last year and I was looking at it. And I'm just like, yo, I want to make my own, but like do it a little bit better. So I hit up my manufacturer over in China. I sent her um, the overshirt from Zara and I made a few uh, edits on it. Mm. And uh, I told her I wanted uh, like some wool tweed fabric, maybe like within the next week or so. 
she sent me like a big like a big assortment of fabrics and I was just picking through them came across the black one got it sampled um by the beginning of August had it in my hand I was like all right this is like the first thing we're putting out so from August until I want to say up until maybe three weeks ago I was in production and you know right now there are a lot of like supply chain issues Mm -hmm. so my uh production kind of went a little bit longer than it was supposed to it was supposed to take five weeks and it took two months uh so up until last week I had no content made um didn't have a video didn't have product shots only had a sample Mm -hmm. um so these last 14 days I want to say it's been like we've been scrambling so uh, with the video I hit up a homie from high school no with the video I put out a I put out a tweet and I was just like yo I need a video done in Philly like today and then uh, my homie from high school replied came to the photo shoot and like we whipped it up uh he got it done in a day wow and that was pretty cool and I, I really like that a lot too because uh I like working with friends right and uh my man's Darrell he definitely came through in a clutch for that one and then my homie Sebastian who's a photo- who was a photographer at uh at Atmos he works at Universal now he shot the photo shoot mm. and then uh, the product photographer at Atmos my homie Keith he did all my product shots so it's just using my community yeah. and we whipped that shit up uh, real fast and it came out perfect wow yeah it came out great I love the I love a good full pe- like a full look like a same yeah. fabric jacket right. same fabric pants mm. I love that look it's like a very yeah. workwear look and I love the fabric that you use. You lose, you use like a, it's like a knit, like a woven. From what I can see on the website, yeah. I don't like I said touch phones. We don't have that, but um, yeah, it's like a like a nice woven. You know, I love like the color, like the speckle in it. Like you did a really good job, man. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it. It definitely was a um, definitely was a super last minute, but yeah. you know, it came together perfectly. You know, when it's honest, like any way that you do it, whether it's last minute or you take your time on it, mm-hmm. if it's honest, it's going to come out you know, in the way that, you know, you project it to come out. So it came out good. You know, I wow. can't, there's some things I wish I did a little bit different, but for the most part, it came out exactly how I wanted it to. Yeah, man. And I'm happy to see it, man, because like, I just know, like, just from how you were explaining and talking about your Japan trip and how that kind of just mold put the you. battery in your back. Yeah, put the battery in your back. Yeah. Just mold you into what you're doing now. And bro, seeing a progression, man, it's, 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 it's great to see, man. It's great to see. So I'm definitely happy for you, man. Like, no, nah, I appreciate that for sure. Um, yeah, of course, I'm starting to realize like everything you do just like, you know, builds on top of each other. And I think, you know, the Japan trip definitely was like a big building block to get me to where I'm at right now in some capacity. Yo, man. So before we get you out of here, man, I'm going to ask you about, you know, one last question. Uh, So where do you see your brand going? in the next few years from now and then also where do you see yourself in the next few years just personally where do i see the brand going in the next few years i don't know yo i can't really put i don't know if i'm gonna i mean i have my calendar for the next year done because i was pretty bored this last week so you know i I made a whole entire calendar right for the year um so at least i have like a year's worth of like drops coming Mm-hmm. But I can't really say, like, you know, after 2023, I, w- I would want to still do the brand in some capacity. Mm-hmm. I think it's something I like doing right now. And that's mm-hmm. where I'm kind of keeping it. I like right. doing it right now. I don't want to ever force it. So uh, as long as it's natural to me, <clears throat> the brand will still be a thing. But uh, 
I do want to kind of dabble a little bit more into, you know, this a creative space and like a different, a lot of different industries. So, mm-hmm. you know, I want to maybe get into the food industry in some capacity, you know, do some type of commercial real estate mm-hmm. type stuff. And, uh, you know, kind of do something like lifestyle party oriented it mm-hmm. as well. So, nice. you know, just, I think the four pillars for myself right now are clothing at the moment, food, um, housing, and then, you know, maybe do some like lifestyle entertainment type shit. Um, but for myself, outside of the brand, I'm just trying to progress uh, every day. You know, right now I work at Atmos. Um, it just got purchased by Foot Locker. So, nice, nice. you know, I do see like a lot of growth mm-hmm. within Atmos professionally. You know, I do social media marketing, digital marketing. So it's just, I see a lot of growth there. Um, and, you know, professionally, you know, the, the opportunity is endless. I can't really say if I want to work, do the brand or anything I do on the side right now full time. But I can say, like, you know, everything I'm doing right now is definitely like something maybe like the 17 year old me would definitely be proud of. So, you know, I just want to keep on making that person proud, the person that I was at least proud. And, you know, if I'm doing that, I'll be pretty content like every day doing, you know, just waking up and doing. You know, it's kind of weird. Like, I just don't, I woke up this morning and I was just thinking about it before I was even going to talk to you all. I'm just like, damn, like, I'm doing a podcast today. Like, 17-year-old yeah, me would be like, and this is and this no, and tough, this so is shit. your first ever podcast interview correct no i did one with uh, some homies uh, a few years ago probably like okay. two three years shit. ago but that was <laughs> <laughs> no i did some, i did one with the homies like two three years ago but um that was like in the in-between stage mm-hmm. it was before i went to tokyo it was right off of the um it was right off of the honor society project I was doing. So honestly, this is probably the first, this is the first one. And the last one I'm gonna probably do for a while. Um, yeah. Save the best. But, yeah, this is definitely- yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, but for sure. Like I'm definitely appreciative of everything you, right man. now in this moment. For sure. Yeah, man. It was a, it was a true pleasure having you on, man. And like I said, man, I'm looking a- forward, I'm looking forward to seeing what you have next. You know, I'm really, really happy for you as far as the progression you've made. And just seeing all the success you've been gaining just from this recent first drop that you've put out, man. And, you know, I mean, I I definitely look forward to seeing the growth, man. And I'm definitely happy for you. It's a pleasure having you on. And, yeah, man, that was was for me. Do you have any last words? Yeah, no, I think that uh, you were a great, great guy. So I I, I think that, you know, we are – we're on the same page, man. I I see the vision, and I think you're a cool dude, man. I, I think you're awesome. Nah, I you know, I see the vision that you know the podcast and everything you're do- you guys are doing too. So like you know just to be a part, just for us to be a part of each other's journeys right now, I think right. it's definitely something we'll all be able to look back on and be like, damn, facts. You know that was crazy. Like a couple years, I'll be like, damn, I was on Vanity Ultra before, you know they was on some shit. So but no, no, that's definitely a fact. Oh, but I was gonna ask. I was gonna. I was definitely going to ask you all a question. I was just wondering, like, what do y'all have planned for, like, y'all interview everybody, but I'm just curious, like, what do y'all have planned for yourselves in the future? I mean, for me, man, I think I really want to just grow, like, just Vanity Ultra in a sense, just, like, I want to grow it to its truest potential. 
when I like had my first vision of like starting the page and even like starting the podcast with my friend here, my good friend here. <laughs> and really, man, I just want the, <laughs> I want I want the podcast to grow. I want just the overall just essence of the whole page to be able to reach like a large mass of people. And I want it to be able to be something that people can look at and be like, wow, like he puts a lot of effort and a lot of like time into what he's doing as far as the uh, presentation, as far as the organization of everything. And that's really all I can truly ask for, for real. And then also for myself, my just for myself, I want to just grow in everywhere I can and just learn as much as possible. And yeah. And I think that for me, I think that right now, currently, I'm in one of those nebuluses that you were in. Like, for instance, you were saying how you were kind of like in a weird headspace before you went to Japan. Mm. And it's like, um, yeah. I'm, I'm in one of those. And it's like you also mentioned, like, you know, when you first did your first brand, you were kind of like, OK, well, all my homies are doing something. I don't want to be the odd man just sitting on the couch watching it happen. Right. And I think that uh, I don't feel that way about myself, per se, because I know myself and I know that if I were to I think that what I, I would love to do a cut and sewn like you, but I'm working on getting the capital right now thing. I think that's what it is. That's right. what I see myself and for the and for yeah. the podcast. Like, you know, I love listening to podcasts and I love doing one. And right. I think that. I want for this, I just want it to be like, keep keep interviewing people that we think are cool. Like keep doing these interviews yeah. and just, I think that, you know, me and Kenny, we have fun doing this with each other. And, and so it's, you know, I want to pull my hair out sometimes, but you know, it's, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I think, I think we have something special here. And yeah, facts. About, I think we're about to, yeah, I was going to say, once we get off the call, I'm going to cry and have a moment together. <laughs> hey, chill, chill, chill. <laughs> but what were you going to say, man? But no, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say, um, you said you wanted to get in the cut, and so I think even if you know you don't have the capital for it right now, you know, a sample in Japan or just like in China, it costs like maybe fifty, seventy dollars ship. So if you just have some ideas, even if you know you don't start your brand at its fullest scale, maybe just start, you know, getting those ideas out with maybe like a, the extra hundred dollars you might have here and there, and you know, once you start seeing your name on something, once you start seeing some product you made. And it kind of make you feel like, you know, all right, I am doing something, you know, yeah. tailored to like, you know, what I, my end goal is to an extent. So even if it's just a right. sample, even if it's like, you know, making some text, like uh, going into Adobe Illustrator and just, you know, making a logo one day, or drawing some of your ideas or even getting a whiteboard and just putting every idea you have for your brand on paper, like just doing something small towards it and you right. being able to see it, I definitely think it'll, you know, provide you with a little bit more clarity for sure right. well thank you for that man yeah no thanks yeah. for the advice and and this has been a very introspective pot episode i feel like yeah we yeah. haven't gotten this deep yeah, I've been anyway no man uh frederick yo thank you once again for coming on man like i said it was long awaited i was glad to get you on and yo man it was a pleasure have a great one man you too, yeah. All right. Be safe. Be safe. Peace out.